to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we're going to be looking at the case of HMRC and London Clubs Management Limited. The citation for this case is 2020 UKSC 49. And this week, we will be taking another look at the gambling industry in the context of the tax that they have to pay. We often find this to be a source of dispute with HMRC because running some sort of service where gambling takes place is not like running an ordinary customer service like a shop, and so the exact application of the rules is often unclear. For example, this week we are looking at something called non-negs, which encompass things like free bet vouchers and non-negotiable gaming chips. They are essentially a promotional tool used in casinos whereby a punter might be encouraged to gamble by being given a certain amount of chips that are not themselves transferable for cash, but can be used to bet with in the casino. Of course, the idea is that when the customer runs out of non-negs, they will instead start using their own money, and the casino starts to see a real profit. The question in these proceedings is whether the non-negs should be considered a part of the banker's profits for the purposes of the Finance Act 1997. Banker's profits is a term defined in Section 1110 of the Act as, quote, the value in money or money's worth of the stakes staked with the banker in any such gaming, minus the value of the prizes provided by the banker to those taking part in such gaming, otherwise than on behalf of a provider of the premises. End quote. That's a little bit complicated, but in other words, it's basically how much the casino makes when you take the amount that they collected and then take away the winnings that they had to pay out. Bringing this background to the case, If a gambler is given a free betting voucher by the casino worth £50, should that enter into the calculation of the banker's profits? On the one hand, the voucher is worth £50 at the gambling table, but on the other hand, it is not £50 that the casino is actually able to collect. Between 2008 and 2012, London Clubs Management did include the value of non-negs in its calculation of banker's profits, but upon review considered that this had been the wrong approach. As such, they felt that they had overpaid on gaming duty during this period by a sum of nearly £2 million, which they sought to recover from HMRC. The government rejected this claim and the question was appealed until it came before the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. In the end, the justices decided to agree with the casino for a number of reasons. Lord Kitchen gave the lead judgment and began by noting that the focus here is on the income that is yielded from gaming, instead of the provision of any other goods or services by the casino. Secondly, the use of the term banker's profits shows that the consideration is from the point of view of the banker or the person who is running the games at the casino. Thirdly, as we mentioned earlier, section 1110 talks directly about money or money's worth, So the important thing is the actual real-world value of any takings. Putting that all together, we can see that although a non-neg may appear to have value to the gambler in terms of stake money to put down at a table, from the perspective of the banker, that same non-neg does not have any real-world value because it was simply a promotional tool. Even if a gambler wins a bet using the non-neg, that doesn't change the profit-loss calculation for the casino. Interestingly, Lady Arden reached the same conclusion, but got there in a slightly different way that would have at least left the door open for HMRC. 
For her, the value of a stake is what would be paid for it on the open market, and this would therefore allow it to be properly valued in terms of the gaming activity generated, which is what the tax is supposed to be based on. While this would potentially give the non-neg some value for the purpose of tax calculation, Lady Arden still went against HMRC in this scenario because no evidence was adduced as to the objective value of the non-negs used by London Club's management. Overall, I am inclined to agree with this decision and would probably distance myself a little bit from the remarks of Lady Arden. I think that trying to work out the objective value of a free bet voucher opens a can of worms and it is simply much more sensible to try and work out the overall banker's profits by recognising that from the perspective of the banker, these non-negs do not have any value whatsoever. It will perhaps be interesting to see if the government responds to this by tightening up the definition of gaming duties so that non-negs can properly be taken into account. In the meantime, as things begin to return to normal after the pandemic, casinos will be looking to attract punters back, and their ability to use free bets without incurring tax liability will likely prove a successful strategy. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast episode, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. I want to say special thanks this week to a couple of people who left five-star reviews of the podcast on iTunes, that's Hungry1234567 and Mubba. I'm um, not sure about those names, but thank you very much for the five-star reviews and the comments that you left. It was very kind. And if you do have yourself time to leave a five-star review and comments on iTunes, then it does really help us. I'll be back with another episode next week. But for now, bye! <laughs>